0: Podcast. That's Woo-hoo. right. We've made it 50 episodes. It's a uh, nice
1: round number, right? Really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you guys think we'd get this far when we started? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, if we're my done. if my voice surgery went well in the beginning, <laughs> it all hinged on. That. I knew you guys would make it. Luckily, they they really rounded that radio voice out for you. Thank you, Permetica. <laughs>
1: yeah and we're we're happy that you know people actually listen to us and then
0: yes know. thank you Had to all sponsors ours. along the way Yep, thank you to the sponsors thank you to all the listeners who waste an hour of your week every <laughs> three months to to listen to our show yeah actual coffee thank you <laughs> actual yep.
2: coffee and uh um we got a couple um all of UT our tea was sponsored yep. once balance was sponsored yep. once feet speaking of balance i can't wait to get dinner <laughs> <laughs> Doing this a balance tonight. Yep. Thanks for the, the birthday rewards on the app yep. balance. You guys nice. rock. Enjoy is today this today your tea. birthday? Uh, last Saturday. Oh.
0: Happy, happy
1: birthday, Danny.
2: Thanks, so what, nice. it lasts for like a week? I think it's always on there. on the, no, You need the
1: app, though. You actually have a limited window. Oh, you, seriously? You should double check. That. You're screwed. I, I ordered it already. Okay, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I'm good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's a, a little window there where you, can, you don't have to go in on your birthday. Yeah, right. That's nice. Yeah. That is cool. Top Usually- House
2: has 50% off on your birthday. What does? Uh, uh, the it's, chop house. Oh. So it's so it has that, so that means it's
0: though. only about $150 uh for a meal then with half off. Yes.
2: <laughs> Worth it, it. That's if it you're is, not drinking it wine. It is really yeah. it
0: is really good for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. I've yet to be there. Gone there. It's you got to awesome. get there. Yeah. 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 Probably one of the best steaks I've had. Do downtown. like
1: Rock anniversary night too. or something where you know yeah. you're going to spend a lot of money <laughs> No, you got
2: to go on birthday
0: night or... Well, yeah. <laughs> is one of your birthdays on an anniversary by chance?
1: Well, We'll talk or ne- after the show. Or near. <laughs> Actually, it, it is, but yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well, who do we have on the show we, this week? We have Bill Burkett, who's acting director of the city's um, economic development department. If, a lot of good stuff. I think it's work, one of those positions that
0: nobody really knows is there, but has a huge impact on on what happens yeah. in, in a city.
1: So, and he had a nice background to get into this, too. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get into it, but apparently he was in a rock and roll band. Yeah, and we, we did yeah he did that. that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I thought it, it, it's worth a listen. I hope uh, you all in- enjoy Interesting it. to see sort of the
0: behind the scenes of, of the economics of a city for sure. But, I learned uh,
2: some stuff. Maybe you guys will too. Without yes, further ado. Episode 50.
0: Bill Burkett. Thanks, everybody.
1: With us today, we have Bill Burkett, the uh, acting director... acting director of economic development. It's sure. today. So Welcome what, to the show. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Thank you. My pleasure. So w- what's economic development? Whoa. Economic
3: <laughs> development is. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, sorry, I went right there, yeah, but yeah. It's it's the engine, right? This yeah. is what where it all starts when someone says, What do you do? Um, you usually respond with well, my job is, and you that's go from point. there. Yeah. Sure. And so, um, I, I, I think in Toledo, what we do is a lot of different things, and and uh, and our job in economic development is to help support that. Whether that's bringing a new business in, um, trying to keep a business that's here, or allow a business that's here to expand, um, you know, we try to support that. We certainly aren't the aren't the drivers, um, and and we respond more than we are proactive but we have good partners that are very proactive, uh, jobs, Ohio, regional growth partnership, very proactive in, um, you know, trying to look at how we bring technology to the area. Um, with the city of Toledo, we try to respond with, what can we do to support that? What can we do to put the infrastructure in place to support business?
1: Yeah. And how did you get into this? Oh, field? <laughs> it's a long story. Oh, well,
3: well, all right. We have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, my degree is in biology. Okay. And, um, uh, I was the senior sanitarian for the vector borne disease unit in the city of Cincinnati. Whoa. And I worked with the infectious disease unit out of Columbus on a number of vector borne diseases. Um, what, uh, what yeah. is a <laughs> vector borne disease? Um, vector- malaria, oh. malaria is a vector borne disease. Um, What's a vector? Um, A mosquito would be a vector. Okay. Okay. And so things like Zika that we see recently would have been something that I would have investigated back in the early 80s. Oh, dang. When the AIDS epidemic hit in 87, so did all of our funding for researching epizootic, you know, vector-borne diseases. And so I switched into the environmental side of things and did more of the phase one, phase two investigations, risk-based corrective actions for circle fund sites. And then that lent itself in the eighties to redevelopment of brownfield sites. Um, we established the brownfield program in the city of Toledo and most of our development projects are really redevelopment projects where we're on our second or third generation of uh, a business or a company in a location. The Marina district is probably the best example. You know, 150 years ago, there was a steel plant there. <laughs> and then from 1919 until 1980, something, there was a power plant there. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to put a metro park there. Woohoo! Um, another 50 years, <laughs> who knows what. <laughs> right, uh, right. right. So, what brought you from
0: doing that stuff in Cincinnati to Toledo?
3: Um, all the oh. vectors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those mosquitoes. Yeah. It usually comes down to a woman and that's what it was in my case. <laughs> okay. uh, um, I got married in Cincinnati. We had a chance, um, after having two babies to come back home, uh, which we did. And so in 1988 came back to Toledo and started in the, the environmental side of things. Yeah.
1: So you said uh, a term, I just want to make sure our listeners know what you mean by when you say a brownfield, what do you mean by that?
3: Yeah, brownfield is a underutilized piece of property that may or may not have environmental contamination or what we say perceived risk of contamination. And that perceived risk, you know, runs the gamut of, I wouldn't touch this property unless it was cleaned up to zero contaminants to a risk-based, there's no threat of anybody uh, being detrimentally impacted by the contamination on site and it's a it's an education that you have to go through but it certainly has allowed us through the voluntary action program and some other cleanup programs to reutilize some of the sites i think Toledo's brownfield program is second to none hmm. in the United States do we, we
0: have do we have more than usual for a city of those type of the brown areas
3: no no, I think, you know, we've had our steel plants and we've had our chemical plants sure. and, and uh, we've had our electroplating plants and um, we have the contamination associated with that. Right. I will say that um, just in March, the Ohio Department of Health lifted a fish consumption and recreational contact advisory for the Ottawa River. Yeah, Back yeah. in the 90s, the unnamed tributary and that portion of the ottawa river was the most heavily contaminated pcb uh, portion of the great lakes Oof. and millions and millions of dollars were spent to get that cleaned up and so we're ceremoniously going to pull the the warning signs out because it's been 25 years of Jeez. cleaning up the ottawa river to where now we can say we don't have these risks and so as I drove around this past week looking for these signs to see where they're posted. Yeah. Um, I saw kids fishing off of one of the bridges and I thought, you know, 25 years ago, we'd have said, no, don't, don't <laughs> fish, don't eat those fish. Yeah. Don't get in the water. Um, but I think we're back to that point where, you know, we've cleaned those sites up and Toledo's mm-hmm. done a great job.
1: Yeah. And there's some beautiful spots along that river, like up near the point that, oh know, yeah, I, I, I grew up boating and stuff in that area and always hearing, Oh, you can't go in the water. You can't eat the fish here and all that stuff and out of whatever, And it's astounding to me that that's changing. That's great. You
2: know, it's, it's old Toledo, man. It's on the
1: way out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, you're currently the acting director uh, for economic development. How long have you been in that role? I've been acting director
3: since uh, Mayor Kapskiewicz was elected.
1: And so, um, what were you doing before that, I guess? Um,
3: yeah, I guess my history with the city starts in 1988 and I worked for 10 years for the city, uh, doing the environmental stuff and worked on, uh, the Jeep project back in 97, 98, worked on the Owens Corning World Headquarters project, worked on the Greenbelt Parkway and the prison project, uh, the Toledo Correctional Facility And then i left i went into the private sector for 16 years was an environmental consultant project manager uh, worked in lorraine at the ford plant i worked in dayton at the big delphi plant did some work in sandusky and huron and was able to kind of do my thing throughout uh, ohio which was pretty cool and then um, when mike collins was elected uh, the people that he put in on the 22nd floor were my clients when i was a consultant and they said, you got to come in, you know, you would complete the team. This would be great. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, they're all gone. Yeah. And I was the last man standing uh, in <laughs> development. So by process of elimination, I'm the acting director.
1: Very good. So, um, I, I guess I, am curious about like kind of discrete examples of, of success stories or even just attempts at success stories that maybe fell short that, that you could share with us. Fell short or, or success. Let's talk about
3: the ones that, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, one of, one of my favorites is, um, uh, Cleveland cliffs, uh, the guys that are building the huge factory, uh, on the East side. Um, we have incentives and we have some things that we can do, but you know, you can't spend millions of dollars to attract every business that comes to town. So, When we work with our partners with Jobs Ohio, with the Regional Growth Partnership, with the Port Authority and the county, um, we have to figure out, it's kind of like a poker game, how much can I put into this and still win? And one of the things... you don't want to give
1: away too much. You can't, right? Yeah, Yeah. you can't.
3: I mean, I'm not, you know... We have income tax that we have to collect. We can't give it all back. Right now, I have programs where I can give some of that back.
1: But you don't. Want, I mean, you don't want to take away the. We still the have operating expenses, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: So one of the things, and you, you, you know, you try to figure out what is it that you need. And they are here, no doubt, because of our logistics. But also, natural gas is is very, very reasonable here. One of the other things they need um, is water. And so we hooked their engineers up with our engineers and they went to the plant and the plant is literally across the railroad tracks from uh, where they're going to build. Yeah. And they said, well, what's, what's this water? And it literally is the water that we backwash the sand where we filter and we discharge it. And, you know, we would pay $250,000 a year to discharge that water. And they said, we'll buy that. (laughs) And we said, we'll sell it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that was, you know, it's a great example of a good deal. Sure, yeah. Of trying to figure out what, what a company needs when they come into town.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of people have heard of, you know, like Amazon's second headquarters and everybody's bidding for, you know, oh, come to our town, come to our town. What's that? But <laughs> but I, I there are plenty of other less well-known opportunities out there how do you find out okay company XYZ is looking to do a new plan or move headquarters how do you go after those how do you even know that those are opportunities
3: there's a lot of different ways that those leads come in um, last week a company from Germany contacted President Cherry from council and he told me and you know we met with the guy for two days to look for uh, for places uh, in Toledo of course yeah uh, for him to locate. Um, other leads come in through the Regional Growth Partnership, which is a private organization and are able uh, to keep things confidential. Yeah. If, if someone contacts Bill Burkett you know, and there's an email, then you know it's public. So we get them that way. The other way we get them is um, the cold calls that are made to companies. You know we'll call and say, you know, Dan, I know you own a company. How are you doing? And you're thinking, well, if I had three more welders, I could do this, or if I could vacate the alley, I could put an expansion on my building wow. and hire 10 more people. And we take every one of those leads seriously and we'll follow up on them. Toledo Ticket is a good example. Um, what, what's Toledo Ticket? Toledo Ticket, 100 year old company in town. If, if, um, if you went to the Tim McGraw Faith Hill concert, you probably had a ticket made from Toledo Ticket mm-hmm. and okay. they're right here in yeah. town. And so they're looking at an expansion, but there's a sewer line and an alley that separates their building from where they'd like to expand. Well, that's easy. We'll move the sanitary sewer, we'll vacate the alley, and we'll let you expand your building. And so those are the types of things that, and it's not easy. I yeah. said I <laughs> you just move a sewer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's not that just easy. Snap your fingers. It, yeah. And, yeah. It's a city process. <laughs> <laughs> he saw my face go, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So are you involved at, were, at all with the, like getting ProMedica to choose t- Toledo Waterfront as their headquarter location and all of that?
3: I think they had reached out to uh, the Bell administration about an interest, and when I started in early 2014, um, our advice to Mayor Collins was, you got to jump on this. Mm-hmm. This is going to mm-hmm. be a big, big deal. It was a very, very complicated process to negotiate all of the easements and property and sure. how we're going to share in the expansion at Promenade Park. And some of that park was, you know, purchased with federal dollars. So we had to do a, a transfer to buy other property to, to replace the property that was, you know, being used. But you know, what, what a, what a significant oh, yeah. change it's that that's made really in downtown. Really changed that whole area. It's amazing. Yeah. To now where we're at the point where it's, we have a parking problem in Toledo. <laughs> well, but, you know. it, we really don't though. I mean, so I remember well, going, I to... don't cause my
1: wife works at Prometica, So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I remember going to a meeting a few years ago. I, I, I forget me at least five years ago. There was a discussion about um, doing a new Tarta headquarters mm-hmm. or, or spot where that big parking lot is across the street from the Valentine and Paramount block. Yeah. Yep. And, and there was so much Beautiful pushback thing. that I heard from, from, People saying, well, we need the parking. Where are people going to park for the Valentine and all this? And, and my thought was, have you ever been to Chicago or New York or any big city where there's not parking lots every stinking block in downtown? Yeah. You right. Know? I mean, like, it'll be a great thing when it's hard so to find like parking. So you like
3: not having parking in Chicago when you go there?
1: Well, I think it's a sign of a vibrant downtown, right. of, I, a, of a place where you know, there, there's more beneficial use of property than parking Understood. lots. You know? Understood. And, and I just don't like to compare myself with Chicago. <laughs> I think we have some things that are better no, than I, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I, I also think, you know, to, to complain consti- constantly about parking and stuff is, is short-sighted. And,
3: and to be honest, we probably do have enough surface lots and garages, but we're finding out with um, free parking on, on the street that people would rather park on the street than to park in a lot. Well, yeah, of course. So we it's, it's free a, after five and on the weekend. From an ev- economic development perspective, you want your customers parking on the street. Yeah. You want the people going into the restaurants to park on the street, not the employees of a law firm that you know they don't want to, you know, pay to park in a lot. They just park at a meter and use their app to yeah. you know park yeah. there all day. So when I say that's the parking problem, you know, the other thing is I think. 60% of the traffic downtown is people looking for an open,
1: free meter. Well, that are yeah. the construction, but yeah. yeah. Well, hey, we got to fix the roads, It's okay? a better problem. You yeah. can't complain yeah. about the roads we have the money for the road one now. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll get through it. So do you have any kind of like projects in the works that are kind of interesting that you can tell us about? Or? I can't tell you about any. All of them, on the down low, yeah. Bob. <laughs> We'd have to kill you. I'm on his team now. Yeah. Oh, bummer. <laughs>
3: No, you know we're always looking for Chrysler to expand. Sure. And um, uh, you know it was we had three goals. One, um, when when I started, was to keep the Wrangler, and mm-hmm. uh, we lost the Cherokee to keep the Wrangler. But uh, you know we had to keep Give the Wrangler. Yeah. Wrangler cooler, anyways. It and and it <laughs> <Fact>. found worldwide. <laughs> yep. The second goal is to keep the workforce and whatever we can do to. Uh, to keep those people employed it's um, you know I talked earlier about Cleveland cliffs Um, those types of uh, projects those types of um, of jobs um, are multiplier jobs and so we have Dana at the Overland site because we have Chrysler building Wranglers at that site the third goal is to allow for and provide for expansion and so in 2014 we negotiated the purchase of the old textile leather site. We cleaned it up to US EPA standards. We got the sign off from them and we keep pitching it as often as we can to Chrysler yeah. to say, look, you can expand. Look, it's you right can here. do more. It's right here. <laughs> this is what we need to do to keep yeah. those jobs in Toledo. Yeah. That one, that one I can tell you about. Oh, cool. Is
0: the, um, Metro parks involved? Like, is that a, is that part of what you guys do
3: or is that sort of totally separate? It's It's definitely part of what we do. And, you know, we love working with the Metro parks, um, the Marina district project. They, they have an option on two properties that the city still owns. And so we're trying to negotiate. It's going to be about 900,000 to purchase it, but maybe we'll put that money back into the project somehow. We recently did a project with them involving the Ottawa river Mm -hmm. remediation and, um, transferred property to them and some money to build the Manhattan Marsh, which is going to be a very cool project. And you know, what they've done down at the middle grounds Mm -hmm. is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's really, really well done down there. Definitely. I think green space, whether it's the Metro parks or something that the city does, if it's done right, can promote commercial and residential development.
0: Right. Um, Because when people come here and they see that there's pretty parks to walk around Absolutely. in and dog parks for their dogs and things that makes them feel like they could actually that's right. want to be here.
3: And Frank Cass has stated he's not building his project if it wasn't for the Metro parks being right yeah. next door. And so what a unique venue um, to have a, as an offering.
1: And that's huge. And so people who don't know what you mean by what Frank Cass is doing, what's his project that he's doing?
3: Frank's got uh, 360 residential units that he's going to be building uh, near the intersection of Main and Front. I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. There'll be a clubhouse and a restaurant down close to the water. And then from where the BP gas station and the car wash is, um, he's going to have a bank at that intersection. Jeez. Then there'll be a medical uh, facility uh, next to Lexamed, who's going to stay. And then he's got some other you know, development beyond that. So it's both residential and commercial, but we've been waiting a long time for yeah. something to happen yeah. to the Marina District. Yeah. What's that timetable on that? They're going to start this fall. Whew, that's definitely- great. We're looking at replatting that property now. Okay. Um, and that will go, I think we'll have some legislation coming up very soon to city council to get everything else in place.
0: Nice. Um, I'm sort of ignorant when it comes to politics. Is your position an elected type of position? Is that um, why you have the acting tag?
2: Good question,
3: Nate. They- yeah, I'm I'm appointed by the mayor. Okay. Um, and so, if he decides to make me director, I'll be director. If he okay. decides to bring someone else in, that's that's up to him.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a at at the start, just well, to make yeah. a quick decision. You can. And sort he's going to not... listen
3: to this. And <laughs> so this is kind of make or break <laughs> for my career. So well, I can't I can't be bad enough to lose my well, job, but I have to be good enough we, to get we, another. Oh, one you, that you're, you're doing just. We have great. some poll with the mayor. <laughs> so we yeah, have yeah, we'll lot, lots of pull, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> isn't this the city and the metro parks are working on the bike share program together though?
3: Right. Yeah, we just launched that. Uh, the week before last, um, um, uh, it, it should be another project going on in downtown Toledo. It's amazing to me. You know, we've got the um, the warehouse district overlay. We've got Uptown's master plan. Last year, we just did a downtown master plan. We've got a transportation study and a parking study underway. Uh, we've got a bike share program. TARD is looking to get rid of the the bus loop. Go Tarta. Uh It's just yeah, it's a fantastic time. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I I didn't get a chance to 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 talk about the metrics of some of the stuff sure, we're doing. Yeah, yeah. But back in 2016, we had 400 permits for commercial development right through the building inspection department. So 2016, 400. 2017, over a thousand. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So we more than doubled the amount of commercial permits for what's happening. So far this year, in the first four months, we've done more than we did in the first six months of last year. So we're up over 400 already.
1: So you're on pace to be last year.
3: So we're we're on pace for that, but we haven't really started into the construction season yet for what we expect to be commercial permits. So we track that because we think it's an indicator of where companies are willing to make that investment. And if we're still seeing that upward motion in that, then we, we think that you you're know, doing we're, something right. We're, we're still good for <laughs> at least a couple more months. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We just had balance on, uh, the show that we released just today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they, they just moved downtown too. And they're, they're super excited about their whole project there too. So it's cool.
3: Great location, great mm-hmm. concept. Yeah. putting we love a that. farm right
0: across the yeah. way too. You know,
3: we, we, um, we had a loan for that farm and we may do another loan, uh, when they move. Uh, into their facility. And so, yeah, we're involved
1: in that one. Awesome. That's
3: great. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I was looking at your website and one thing that kind of struck my eye was this residential vacant lot program. Do you want to talk about what that is? Well,
3: sure. You know, in um, 2008 with the housing crisis, there were an increased number of houses that were upside down. People owed more than what they were worth. And in a lot of cases just decided to let it go. Um, Instead of having a vacant Abandoned property on a lot uh, The county land bank decided to be proactive and get involved in taking through those through a forfeiture process demolishing those uh, Structures if they needed to be demolished some of them do get rehabbed uh, Maintain that property for about three years and then turn it over to the city of Toledo We currently have well the last year we had about 800 properties we currently have just under that because we've been able to sell some. Last year, we launched what we called the residential vacant lot program, where uh, you could go online and find the piece of city property and apply for it online to purchase it. And we think that there's about another 2,500 more properties that are going to be transferred to the city of Toledo in the next three years. And so we have to prepare for you know, what we're going to do to manage them, it's going to be impossible if all we do is cut the grass. Right. So in some cases we'll sell it to the person that's next door. In some cases we'll sell it to somebody who's interested in putting some properties together. And in some other cases, we are retaining them because 150 years ago, remember I said, our development is redevelopment. Some of those old businesses are kind of hemmed in Because 150 years ago, you built the business, everything came in by rail, the people lived next to the business and walked to work, and the trucks can't get there anymore, so they want to be at a different facility. If we're able to assemble those industrial properties with maybe some of these residential vacant lots, we can reevaluate what we can do from an industrial or commercial perspective. It also helps to revitalize those neighborhoods, and I think as we see... You know, the mayor is big on let's take the energy that's happening downtown and get that to go out into the neighborhoods. A big part of that is being able to do it from an economic development perspective and put some of these brownfield sites back into productive use.
0: I think he mentioned that when we asked him on our, sh- he was on our show and we asked him what his, what, you know, what his number one thing that he wanted to see when he was in office. And I think that's what he said was taking the success that's in Toledo and growing that to the surrounding areas and there's a lot of ways to do that this is just one this is that's
3: my role in in being able to do that so
0: those properties um when you sell them you're selling them to basically you keep the property value up by keeping it from going you know into disarray and then resell it so the city makes money and also goes back to someone who wants to own it and live there or or, yeah. or like you're saying, turn it into a, Pro- productive to a use somehow. Yeah.
3: The city doesn't make money on any property. <laughs> um, we usually end up, you know, it, it costs us money, but yeah. yeah. And, right. To keep, and, and, yeah. and I tell every mayor, we're not in the real estate business to buy and sell property to make money. Right. We're in the real estate business, mostly to get the property out of bad hands and put it into good hands. Sure. Sometimes that costs us money. Um, but if but, we get the right the, end user, it then it's the right decision,
1: and that grows the tax base, and that's exactly, ultimately exactly a, a positive. For the and state.
3: hopefully, Southwick will be you know one of these success stories. But um, Anything is that you is that share the,
0: there or? <laughs> is that one of the properties that it's now owned by the city?
3: We did buy it okay. in 2014. Um, we pitched it to a lot of people, including Amazon, uh, mostly from a fulfillment center perspective, not a yeah, headquarters perspective. I thought I had read that, and. Um, um, and now, uh, we've recently signed a, uh, a contract with signature to market that property, give it, uh, get
1: some help from the, yeah. the private sector. Sure. Yeah. It'd be great to see something happen with it, but yeah. Same with the
3: Spitzer arcade.
1: I would love something in that. Spitzer,
3: building. Nicholas, Madison, yep. Madison we took was one of those bad hands situations. Yep. And now we have an agreement with Kevin Prater to do some development there. The TARTA loop is tied to that because the park station at Erie and Madison will go to the city, then go to Kevin Prater so that he can use it as part of his redevelopment of the Madison. Nice.
1: What's he going to do with the Madison? Is it going to be office space? It'll be office and residential. Yeah. Put a facade
2: back on it. So right now. It's empty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. You saw what (laughs) the beautiful
2: beautiful inside.
3: Yeah. It's got potential. Yeah. I'm glad
2: Kevin saw that. Yeah. Well... Um, time to get into a little Toledo Matters trivia, bit.
1: Oh, oh boy, here we <laughs> go. <laughs> You'll be fine.
2: Uh, this one should be nice and painless. I thought we would go with some Toledo inventors. Okay. And inventions. Before we get started, win, lose, or draw, you're taking home some actual coffee. This wonderful Costa Rica Finca La Julia blend.
1: Good job pronouncing that. Thank
2: you. I practiced once. And <laughs> Toledo Matters coffee mug. Oh, thank you. Yep. So the way this works, you're going to get three questions and a bonus. Uh, they should go easy, medium, hard, but, you know, it might get harder. Might Sometimes get they're not in we that order, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Question number one. Seven.
3: <laughs> Close. That's not the answer.
2: I think, you, I think you'll do great. Patent number 291261A was issued to <laughs> it. Just let me finish. <laughs> Patent number 291261 was issued to Toledo in Allenson Wood for what invention that can be seen heavily used down the road in Sandusky, Ohio.
0: Sandusky. Well, see if
1: you had asked about two nine one two six zero, I would have yeah. known that <laughs> one.
3: Sandusky. Something in Sandusky. It has uh, to be a huge. roller
2: coaster. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great job. Good job. Question number two: Michael Owens revolutionized revolutionized an industry, automating this process that Coca-Cola may have found quite useful. Uh,
3: bottling the glass.
2: See? We're All right. Nothing. Two for two. two, two. two. Nothing if you Question get four number four, it's a
0: special club for four for four.
2: I think there's only three people in
0: there. Yeah, one. it's I've a lost small club. Too. Question
2: three. <laughs> Toledo inventor Sherman Kelly patented in 1934 this device that might be used at Nettie's
3: or maybe Mr. Freeze. A soft serve ice cream machine? Oh!
2: It's an ice cream scooper. Oh, The geez. scooper. All the right.
3: Ice, he invented the ice cream scooper? He
2: did. Crazy. So, so
0: the 1934. So the
3: soft, Soft-serve machine must have come much later than that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the bonus one, on top of the spray bottle is a nozzle called the Atomizer nozzle that creates the spray effect. This Toledoan invented the Atomizer nozzle and had a TPS school named after him that closed in 1991. Okay. Um, I think it's over by Scott. Is it Libby?
1: No, No. no. Thomas DeVilbis. DeVilbis. Okay. Yep. Where's Where was that school? It's You can see it as you're driving on 475 West, like before you get to, like as you're driving is past Prometica. Is it technically closed or is it a technology tec- school there Yeah, now? that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, so the the building is being used. But it was closed in 91? Okay. It's no longer DeVilbis High been, School. Okay. Yeah. So you did a pretty good job. I thought. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So
2: that, uh, it. It was, that last one was tough. Yeah, it was. All right. I was, it's a bonus. I was shooting. <laughs> uh, there was a Toledo inventor on Shark Tank last season. He had a uh, non-slip, non-static tool tray called the Grip Mat. It was a product out of the Launchpad at UT. Nice. He got a deal with uh, Lori, Mark Cuban, and the Virgin guy, Richard Branson. Hmm. That's pretty
1: sweet. Toledo yeah. inventors are crushing it, guys. Well, one other thing we like to do with all of our guests is ask you if you have any uh, hidden gems you'd like to share with our listeners, and and by that we mean things, places, um, things to do in town that uh, you think more people ought to know about. So do you have any of those?
3: Um, yeah, I thought about this. You know, um, uh, we have horses, and so mm-hmm. we like to ride. And and while Oak Openings is a gem, I'm not sure it's a hidden gem. Sure. Yeah. Um, but every year the Mid States Rodeo Finals uh, come to this part of oh. the state. And really? uh, cowboys from Texas and uh, all over, uh, and cowgirls, come to the WB Ranch uh, just <laughs> west of White House, and we love to go every year and watch the rodeo finals. Wow, that's uh, cool! It's really cool. So you don't have to go out west yeah, to go yeah. to a rodeo. We have top notch cowboys right here in, uh, in in our area. When does that happen? It's the first or second weekend of October every year. Okay. Mid states cool. rodeo finals at the WB Ranch.
0: I used to live in Evergreen, Colorado, and we had a huge rodeo but like a half a mile from my house and it was always, always something going on over there. It's amazing. You know, yeah. I, I didn't be know for see. the longest time yeah.
3: and thought, you know, I'm gonna have to go the long distance to see a rodeo. And <laughs> right. they, they bring it right here. That's great. I'll have to take my kids to that. I think
1: they'd get a kick out that's, of that. Yeah.
2: That's of, one yeah. of the most unique hidden gems I think have no, that, I like that. That's, that's, a good one. That's, that's a pretty
1: good one. Well, Bill, thank you very much for being on the that's show. My pleasure. We, yeah, we really you. appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and, and best of luck in, uh, in economically developing Toledo. Keep thank up, you. Keep up <laughs> the good work. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us for our 50th episode of the Toledo Woo! Matters podcast. Uh, so a bit of a yeah, You're in a, a nice round number us. here, Billy. <laughs> um, been, oh, just, what, just over two years now? I think that was August
1: gone. of 2015.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Almost three years we've yeah. been going. So uh, thank you very much for supporting us and subscribing. And please tune in next time for episode 51. Danny, take us out.
2: For more information on Bill and all that your local city government is working on, visit toledo.oh.gov. The Toledo Matters podcast is always recorded out of the magnificent recording studios of Waveflow Media. For your audio engineering and recording studio needs, check out waveflowmedia.com. A huge thank you to the Toledo Matters trivia prize sponsor, Actual Coffee. For the finest in actual coffee, freshly roasted, visit actualcoffee.com. Another thank you to our fabulous designer, our logo, much of the branding package you see was created by Jacob Parr. For more of his incredible work, please visit jacobparr.design. Additional social media support for the Toledo Matters podcast comes via Peacock Social. Check out peacocksocial.com. And you can always get more information about this show and a map of the hidden gens that our guests have mentioned at toledomatters.com. And thank you, Toledo, for tuning in and making Toledo matter. Until next time, we wish you well.